What's going on, everybody? It is Saturday, and it is Supernatural Saturday. Give me a second here. Hang on. I'm going to try something. <laughs> As we say when we're in the Jeep, and we're about to take some evasive uh, maneuvers. Only I am seeing the chat on Facebook. All right. The reason I've called you all here is it is Supernatural Saturday. And I am a guy who follows a supernatural God. And uh, this God that I have learned to come to know speaks to us, all of us, all the time. And I wrote this book called Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. Because after being an atheist, for most of my life and then realizing that God is actually, he's real and he speaks to people, I thought, holy moly, people probably need to know about this. So I wrote a book. Uh, I've actually written several books, but this is just one of them. And this, I, I do this broadcast uh, second Saturday of every month at 11 o'clock Mountain Time, 10 o'clock Pacific, Oh, let's see, noon central and one o'clock eastern. And it's the second Saturday of every month. I go through a chapter, one, one chapter in one of my books. Uh, we already covered all the chapters in Divine Healing Made Simple. Now we are covering Hearing God's Voice Made Simple. I think this is a really key uh, book for people who are curious to know, is God actually speaking, still speaking? And if so, how do I learn to hear his voice? So that is what this series of messages is about. This is going to cover the next, probably the next year. Uh, second Saturday of every month, I'm going to go through a chapter. And this chapter, this chapter two, we did chapter one last month. Chapter two is so straightforward. I could just read the chapter to you just right out of the book and it would make sense to you. But I'm not going to do that because that would be pretty boring. <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do instead is uh, give you some illustrations. All right, when, when I first became a Christian in 2000, I, did, I began going to this church. It was, it was a fundamentalist church, um, taught the Bible, and, and I went there for seven years, and I learned the Bible. I learned the scriptures really well, inside and out, forward and backward. I learned all the books of the Bible. Um, I studied the scriptures like crazy. In fact, uh, I, I listened to a lot of Calvary Chapel pastors, Chuck Smith, Brian Broderson, uh, John, Car a lot of other people. Just a lot of Calvary Chapel pastors. Good Bible teachers, taught the word. And I learned the scriptures really well. But uh, in 2007, a lot of changes took place in my life. And I ended up going to uh, another church, a different church, a charismatic church, uh, Assembly of God church. And uh, I was I was blown away. <laughs> I was just astounded. Because when you go to a fundamentalist church, you pretty much just, you know, it's, it's a lot of biblical instruction. And it's foundational principles of the Bible. And fundamentalists believe that they don't really teach that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are active today. 
They don't really believe in healing. They don't believe in miracles. They don't really believe that God is even speaking today. Uh, they don't believe in prophecy, you know, the gifts of the Spirit that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians, which is a New Testament book, by the way. Fundamentalist churches really don't teach on those things. And so I did not believe in miracles. I did not believe in healing. I did not believe that God spoke currently. Fundamentalists teach, here's the Bible, here's the Word of God. God spoke to the prophets and the apostles one time, and that's it. He's not, he doesn't have anything else to say. He's not speaking today. That's the fundamentalist teaching. Now, that is what I had believed for seven years. Then I went to this uh, charismatic church, and I met a woman named Melody Pash. Uh, I don't even know if Melody is on here. Hey, Kazuko's on. Hey, Kazuko, our friend from Japan. Glad you could join us. Uh, she's probably having some evening tea because <laughs> it is evening in Japan. She'll be getting ready to go to bed pretty soon. So the thing about a, uh, a charismatic church, generally they, they believe in the gifts of the Spirit, they believe in prophecy, they believe in healing and miracles and things of that nature. And Melody Pash came into this church that I was at, and she did not know the people in the church. She was from another state. She was living in Texas. I was living in Washington State. She had come there for a few days to uh, visit some people, and she just showed up at this church, and she began prophesying over one person after another, after another, after another, after another. She went right down the row of people in the front row of the church, telling them God's heart for their life, their gifting, their calling, their purpose, their destiny. Uh, this one guy I know, he was a musician. She said, you're a musician. You play keyboards. God wants you to make CDs, and he wants you to do this, and he's got a great plan for your life. And I was like, how does she know all this stuff about these people? She, I knew these people, and she, I had been going there for several months, so I got to know some of the people. It wasn't like when I first got there. I'd been going to that church probably three or four months, and I got to know some of the people. So I knew a lot of them. I knew their gifting and the calling. And Melody is just going right down the line. She is reading everybody's mail. She knows she somehow knew their destiny, their calling, their gifting, their talents, what businesses God wanted to set them up with. She spent about 45 minutes just prophesying over probably two dozen people in the church. And I was stunned. I was just speechless. I walked out of that church service going, what the hell was that? That, that woman knew all the secret things of those people's lives. Somehow God was telling her all this stuff. And I thought, if this is real, I want to learn how to do this. Well, be careful what you ask for <laughs> because you might get it. Uh, I, I actually, Melody Pash, the reason I knew her, was she was teaching a dream interpretation workshop, and this was in 2008. Uh, and she had, Denise, my wife, had gone to the dream interpretation workshop, because she had, Denise had a lot of dreams, and she wanted to learn how to interpret dreams biblically. So she went to D Melody's dream interpretation workshop, came home one day and said, hey, um, Melody said we can pray over people who are not having dreams and God will get start giving them dreams. So Denise prayed over me that night. I had my first dream in 25 years that night. In the dream, 
I met God and he told me, I'm going to show you what's wrong with your patients. And when you pray for them, I want you to pray for them. And when you do, I'll heal them. That was August 8th, 2008, 8808. So we, we had kind of a, a, uh, a, an interesting relationship with Melody. She has taught me a lot about dreams. She's a really uh, amazingly gifted dream interpretation person. She knows a lot about prophecy and hearing God's voice. She's very gifted in that. And I have studied under her and she's taught me a lot. Anyway, fast forward. So I then at that point came to this realization that, well, dang it, uh, I, I was taught God isn't still speaking, but apparently he is. Uh, because I had this dream and God clearly, in, in, in the dream, God appeared as this bright light, just this brilliant light. Uh, it was like looking into the, you know, the sun or a star. And I just, this, this voice was just speaking to me, right? So I had to admit that God is still speaking. And if God is still speaking, then I wanted to learn how to hear his voice. And God speaks through many different ways. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through visions. He speaks through that still small voice. And we're going to cover all these different ways in which God speaks. But, uh, you know, I, I did want to read a little bit of scripture to you. So the, the big debate uh, between different sects and denominations in Christianity is, you know, one of the big debates is, is God still speaking? Some people believe that God is not speaking today. He spoke to the prophets. He spoke to the apostles. It's in the Bible. Just read the Bible. You don't need to know anything more. Well, Jesus said, I'm going to read here, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they'll flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. John 2, sorry, John 10, uh, verses 2 through 5. So Jesus said, he told his disciples, I am the good shepherd, and my sheep hear my voice. Right? Jesus said, I have a voice. You can hear my voice. You can follow my voice. And there's another voice. There's a voice of the enemy. There's a voice of demons and Satan's. There are, there are, Bible says, angels and demons. Uh, there are fallen angels and there are God's angels. And they speak. You can hear the voices of angels. You can hear the voices of demons. And you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, God speaks today through the voice of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, uh, when I go, I will send a comforter. He will speak to you. He will reveal all truths to you. He will tell you things to come. He, in John 14, Jesus spoke a lot and taught a lot about what the Holy Spirit would do when he came to live in us. And if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. It's the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit living in you, teaches you, instructs you, uh, shows you your destiny, your purpose, your gifts. And what you need to do is learn how to tap into that and learn how to hear the voice of God. And that's what this book is about. So uh, I, 
I just personally believe that God is speaking today. I've experienced it. God speaks to me through dreams all the time. I had a dream last night. I have, I have dreams pretty much every night now. And I have dreams because I, I have dreams for the same reason some people have flowers. What do you do if you want to plant a flower garden? Well, you have to plant seeds and you have to water them and you have to fertilize them and you have to pull out the weeds, right? If you want a garden. I nurture my dream life. I spend a lot of time thinking about dreams. I've read a lot of books on dream interpretation. I ask God to give me dreams. I'm around people who talk about dreams. My life is fairly well centered on prophetic revelation that God gives through dreams. I focus my attention on dreams and God gives me a lot of dreams. Whatever you focus on, you empower. And if you focus on dreams or visions, you're going to experience those a lot more. So we'll cover that in a, in a later chapter on dreams. But if you want to learn how to discern what God is saying to you through dreams, through visions, through the still small voice, through the many different ways in which he speaks, get, get a good book or two and start reading and learn about the ways in which God speaks. Um, and look, you know, it's, it's just a, number one, the, the first step in learning to hear God's voice is admitting that God is speaking and deciding that you want to hear what he has to say. Uh, if you just stick your head in the sand and pretend God isn't speaking to you, he, he will speak. You're not going to discern, hear, listen, and understand what he's saying. God is speaking to everybody. Whether they know it or not, he is speaking. The question is, well, let, let me give you an example. Uh, let's say, for instance, you have uh, a neighbor and the neighbor has a dog that likes to bark. And every time a car drives by the house, the dog is barking. And whenever a door slams, a dog is barking. The dog just barks a lot, a lot of different things. And over the course of several years of living in this house with this neighbor dog barking, you kind of learn to tune it out. Like you're still aware that the dog is barking, but you're not really paying attention to it, right? You just, you tune it out. It's, it's there, but it's, it's not something you focus on, right? So then uh, one day a neighbor comes over or a friend or a relative comes over and you're talking and the dog is barking and your friend says, hey, doesn't that do barking dog annoy you? And you say, oh, I just tune that thing out. I, I, it's been barking for years. I don't pay attention to it anymore. It doesn't mean that the dog is not barking. The dog is still barking. You just have decided to tune it out. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to hear. I'm not going to pay attention to what that dog is doing. I'm not saying that the voice of God is like a dog. However, if you reverse the letters, dog and God. A lot of people uh, hear God's voice. They hear his thoughts in their mind. A lot of people see visions in their mind. And a lot of people have dreams. They perceive the revelation that God is giving them, but they're not paying attention to it. They're not taking the time to learn what God is saying and interpreting it. They hear it. They see it. 
They perceive it, but they're not paying attention to it. And the takeaway message today is, and this is the takeaway message in every single chapter, God is speaking. You are hearing, perceiving, seeing what he's saying. The question is, are you understanding it? Are you taking the time to sit down and understand and interpret and unravel and connect the dots of what God is saying? Because we're all hearing God's voice. Most, most people who think they're not hearing God's voice, they are, but they just don't understand what he's saying. So uh, I would encourage you to, if you're interested in learning to hear what God is saying, uh, spend some time, get some books, uh, dig in, do a little reading, learn about visions, learn about dreams, learn about hearing a still small voice. You know, I'll tell you something. I have another book and this is, this is not a book that I wrote. It's called God Speaks. This is a, an anthology of stories. It's teaching, it's stories, it's testimonies. Uh, of me and 27 of my closest friends who have, <laughs> we came together and we wrote this, we co-wrote this book called God Speaks. And it is testimonies and examples and demonstrations of the many different ways in which God speaks. And each of us has contributed one chapter to the book. It's just called God Speaks. You can find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. If you're interested in learning about the many different ways in which God speaks, that is a good book to read because it, it has testimonies from people who hear God in many different ways, through music, through film, dreams, visions, a still small voice, through circumstances of your life. God speaks in a lot of different ways. And I'm going to try to teach you the many different ways in which God speaks over the course of the next year as we go through this book. All right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Kevin Winters is on here. Hey, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Kevin Winters. He's on Facebook. Kevin Winters has written some really good books uh, on hearing God's voice. Uh, he's very prophetically gifted. Uh, I've done a podcast with Kevin that was just wow. Uh, <laughs> Kevin brings the wow factor <laughs> on that sort of thing. Um, but uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going to take questions here. Recurring dreams. Recurring dreams are very important. I have, I have a recurring dream that God has been speaking to me specifically about uh, some emotional healing from some trauma in my life from years ago. And I have been a little bit slack on getting that emotional trauma healed. And the longer I wait, the more God gives me this recurring dream <laughs> about getting this emotional trauma dealt with. And one of these days I need to get around to doing that uh, in all my spare time. Recurring dreams are very important. Um, God, when you have a recurring dream, God is hammering a message to you. He wants you to get something. He's making a very important point. And it comes down to the question of, are you going to learn how to interpret this dream? Now, there's a couple of really good books on dreams that I recommend. One is James Gall. At some point, I'm going to write a book on dream interpretation. I haven't gotten around to it yet. I have a manuscript finished, but 
those pesky cubics keep getting in the way. Uh, <laughs> all right, James Gall has a very good book called Dream Language. It is a, it's a really good book, biblically based. James Gall is a really good teacher. Dream Language by James Gall, G-O-L-L, very good book. There's another one we like by Ira Milligan called Understanding the Dreams You Dream. Very good book on dream interpretation. And then there is the one by the Aussies that is called the, uh, the Code, honey. What's it called? Um, uh, Divinity. Divinity Code. Very thick book, probably six or 700 pages. Divinity Code. Uh, I forget the names of the authors. Two Australian guys. Has a lot of, has a very thick uh, glossary of symbols and terms and interpretations for those. It's a really good book. So there's a lot of good books out there on dream interpretation if you want to learn how to interpret dreams. If you're having recurring dreams, get a book on dream interpretation. Read it. Start to learn what the symbols mean in the dreams. What do colors mean? What do numbers mean? What does this person, who do they represent? A lot of people, here's, I'll tell you this, a lot of people uh, have actually met Jesus in their dreams and didn't know it. Because Jesus makes appearances in dreams, and many times he appears as someone that you know. And the message that he's giving you through that person, he's, he doesn't appear as himself because, as Jesus did in the Gospels, he speaks through parables. Dreams are essentially like the parables that Jesus spoke in, in, in the Gospels. He taught the depths and the mysteries of the kingdom through parables, right? He didn't teach plainly. He, the deepest revelation he taught was in the parables, the parables of the kingdom. Dreams are like parables. God is illustrating deep um, aspects of his nature, his kingdom, your purpose, your destiny through dreams, through parables. And you have to unravel and interpret those parabolic messages and dreams. That's what it's about. Uh, a lot of people are confused about dreams because they don't make any sense. Well, it's a parable. <laughs> you have to interpret it. And there are some really good books on dream interpretation that will help you do that. Yes, journal your dreams. Uh, I recommend keep a, a notebook, a, a notepad. I have note cards and a pen and a flashlight by my nightstand. When I wake up from a dream, get up, turn the flashlight on, write it down. Because you'll forget it. If you go back to sleep and wake up in the morning, you'll forget the dream. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I would highly recommend writing down your dreams. What do nightmares mean? Nightmares can mean a lot of different things. Depends on what the nightmare is about. Um, typically, nightmares represent uh, demonic oppression or battles that you're going through. And God is trying to teach you something in, the, in those uh Nightmares. <laughs> Wendy Wallen, could Denise say a prayer for me to have literal dreams like Frame Mike does? Uh, hey, Denise, do you want to pray over these people? <laughs> <laughs> do 
All right. Looking for more questions. Oh, losing your teeth in a dream. Yeah. Uh, teeth tend to represent wisdom. Wisdom teeth, right? And if you're losing your teeth or if you have loose teeth or if you have some issues with your teeth, it tends to speak to wisdom that maybe you don't have the wisdom that God wants you to have. Uh, I, I, I've had dreams like that where God has pointed out to me that I was, uh, I was operating in a place that was not wise and I got wisdom and I stopped doing what I was doing. And then those dreams go away. Uh, Yeah, snakes are very common in dreams. Um, serpents, snakes, uh, scorpions, things of that nature. Uh, insects are very common. Many not always, but many times. Serpents represent demons or the demonic powers. If you're being challenged, confronted, bitten, strangled by a serpent, it, God is usually illustrating to you that you've come under the power of something that's demonic and he wants to get you free of it. Uh, it's a really common dream symbol. Yeah, like I said, God speaks through visions. He speaks his spirit, spirit to spirit, what most people perceive as the still small voice. Most people hear God through their thoughts. And we're going to talk about that in, in another message. Uh, I'll talk about the still small voice. Some people hear God through what they call an audible voice. That's really rare, generally speaking. And in fact, it's not actually audible. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the many. God speaks through music. He speaks through film. He speaks through nature. He speaks through circumstances of our life. God speaks through a lot of different things. And we'll, we'll cover all those things. I can't cover them all in one message. God speaks through other people. Uh, many times someone will, you'll meet someone and they'll have a message for you and it'll actually be a prophetic message from God. That's the gift of prophecy. And some people prophesy and they don't even know they're doing it. What about falling and landing and living through it? Uh, you should look that up. You should get a dream book and look up falling. Uh, and landing. Flying, falling are very common uh, experiences in dreams. They do have meanings. Being chased by bears. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, if you're, if you're in a dream and you're being chased by something or someone really common dream is for people to be chased by uh, a gang of people, chased by thugs, chased by an enemy, chased by bears. Again, <clears throat> generally speaks to, uh, the fact that you're running from something. Uh, what are you running from? Uh, are you running from uh, do you have some fear that you haven't turned over to God? 
Are you running from financial troubles? Are you running from people, relationships, people that you're afraid of? Uh, is there some, some person, some group of people in your life that has power over you and they're trying to control you or they're trying to destroy you? Those types of dreams are really common. And that's usually the type of thing God's speaking about through those. You had a vision of diamonds falling into your hands? Nice. What can you do before you go to sleep to bring on dreams? Says Greg. Hey, Greg, by the way, didn't mean to ignore you. Um, I... You know, in, in some of the dream books, they have kind of like Jim Gall has a dream protocol that he goes through at night where he'll say certain prayers and do certain things to prepare his mind to receive dreams. I don't really have much of a ritual. Uh, when I was first starting out years ago, I did pray every night. I just asked God, look, I'm open to receive revelation. I want to receive dreams. And God would give me dreams that way. Uh, ask and you shall receive. It's hard to dream if you're not sleeping. So get yourself in a place, in a situation where you can sleep through the night. If you're not sleeping, you're not gonna have dreams. Denise has struggled with insomnia and she is a very vivid dreamer, avid dreamer, but when she's having insomnia bouts, she doesn't dream. Ask God for the desires of your heart. There you go. You have not because you ask not. That is correct. Hey, Claudia's on here. Claudia's our neighbor. <laughs> you can fly in your dreams by swimming. That's cool. I have only had a couple of flying dreams, and they are the most amazing dreams. I've only had a couple of them. I really enjoy them. All right, let's see. Yeah, that's been about a half hour. Uh, I think I'm going to get going for today. Uh, the new audiobook? Yes, I will. Uh, for those of you who've been asking for audiobooks, uh, we did put out our, another audiobook. It is the audio version of Divine Healing Made Simple. Uh, our friend Steve Bremner, who is a missionary in Peru, he did the audio on that, did a really good job. For those of you who are looking for another audiobook to listen to, we do have one out there. Uh, all right, uh, that is it. I'm going to get going. I have to get editing that Q book so we can get that thing published <laughs> because people are screaming for it. Uh, I have not heard when 8chan is going to go back online yet. I, I assume when 8chan is back online, we'll be getting more drops from Q. Just need to uh, sit tight and be patient and wait for it. All right, everybody, I'm going to get going. Uh, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for keeping us in prayer. Please keep the president in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. And I will catch you on another broadcast. I'm not sure if I'll be doing any news updates in the next week or two. I don't know. If some big news comes out, I will drop uh, some information. Oh, hey, Kim Newman is here. Hey, Kim, good to see you. 
I, I missed you in the comments. Uh, Kim has some interesting dreams. She's had some very prophetic dreams that are very interesting. All right. Love you all. Take care. And I will catch you on the next broadcast.